Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, former pro football quarterback and president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation, Roman Gabriel III. Join us for up-close conversations with high-impact people dedicated to faith and family from the world of sports and entertainment. Remember, Sold Out relies on you, the listener, and your support in order to deliver this program. You can donate to the Sold Out Youth Foundation at soldouttv.com. Follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Check out the Sold Out program at soldouttv.com along with its mission to impact America's youth by challenging students to be alcohol and drug abstinent and teaching valuable life skills and biblical principles of success. Today, Roman's guests on Sold Out Sports Talk are New York Giants cornerback Antonio Hamilton. I know that whatever is going to happen is going to happen. So the only thing I try to do is just control the controllable. And uh, I let God handle the rest, you know. Whether it's for me to make a big play or for me to give up a big play, it's a lesson in everything, and I understand that God is in the control. And L.A. Rams Super Bowl quarterback Vince Ferragamo. Being a family guy, both the family, is uh, it's part of my heritage. Being proud, full, and uh, being a proud pop, and now a proud grandpa. I mean, they call, they call me Nono, which means uh, grandpa in Italian. Now, here's the host of Sold Out Sports Talk. Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. I'm with Antonio Hamilton, cornerback for the New York Giants. And you got Ham around your neck. Tell me about that. So Ham is my nickname. Uh, I've been called that all my life, so it's just short for my last name, Hamilton. Oh, yeah, yes, but it, <laughs> nothing more than just short for Hamilton? Yeah, nothing. No ham know. involved in that? Nah, no ham, no ham, no ham. <laughs> but I am a big ham fan. I love Okay, so ham. where'd you go to college? I went to college at South Carolina State. Uh, it's an FCL, uh, FCS school, uh, D1WA. Yeah, are you mm-hmm. from South Carolina? Yes, what I'm part? originally from a uh, small town, Johnston, South Carolina. Yeah. It's like 30 minutes or so Wilmington, from North Carolina. Oh, okay. Not too far away. Right, right. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I got a friend of mine over here, Tom Street, that, the South Carolina guy. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah, but still, from South Carolina. He's oh, yeah. a, he loves South Carolina. Tell me about your experience so far with the Giants. Uh, the experience has been great. great. Um, I played for Oakland for two years, and then uh, right out of um, training camp, I was waived, and uh, the Giants picked me up off of waivers. And since I got there, it's been nothing but a blessing. Like the entire organization, you know, they're a real family-oriented team, and uh, they embraced us, me and my family, and they took us in and, and made sure that we had everything that we needed as far as to, to get comfortable in uh, New Jersey. So it's been a great experience so far. Okay, so what's it like playing in the biggest city in America, New York? Oh man, it's it's amazing. Uh, number one, like you said, it's one of it's the it's the Big Apple. So you know, if you're playing good, they're gonna love you. But if you're playing bad, they're gonna let you know. They're like they're not gonna shy away. So from they're anything. real vocal. So, yeah, they're very vocal, but also educated. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and but they just want to see their team do well. So I I can definitely understand. Okay, so playing cornerback, uh, you're playing against some a, a time where we got some great quarterbacks in the NFL. But you have a quarterback in Eli Manning who will be a Hall of Famer, a two-time Super Bowl champion, and who can run an offense. So tell me what it's like to practice against a guy like that and how that helps to have a quarterback that, of, of his prowess. Man, Eli is, like, he's a guy. Like, it's the reason why he's won two Super Bowls. I mean, like, I don't care how much you try to disguise uh, coverage or anything or even a blitz. Like, he's going to pick it up. Like, he's seen it all. So, man, it, it's just, it's just, like, amazing like he, i'm just in awe like just being around him like because he's a real real good guy like 
he's somebody like you can just walk up and talk to and like he, he'll have a whole entire now, conversation. Now, does his brother come around at all, Peyton? Uh, I, I didn't see Peyton that much this year, but, yeah, I, I'm sure he does. Because they're pretty tight. They talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two guys, it's amazing what they've accomplished, obviously, yeah. the Manning family. Most definitely. So tell me about some of the tougher quarterbacks you get to face in the league. There's a lot of young quarterbacks right now who have got a lot of talent, and there's, there's a lot of veteran guys in the league uh, that have been around, like you said, who, who obviously are tough to fool. So tell mm-hmm. me about some of the quarterbacks that you enjoy uh, coming up against and challenged by. Uh, just off the few games that I've actually played in in corner, uh, one of the toughest quarterbacks I say I played against was uh, Phillip Rivers. Oh, yeah. He can throw it. Yeah. And, uh, I remember uh, I was playing him last year when I was out in Oakland. Uh, he made a pass to Antonio Gates on the sideline where I was <laughs> I was supposed to be in, I was in cover four. And uh, he put it right outside of me where I could not touch it. And it just popped fell right well, in his gonna, hand. I, I was, was like, going to wow. ask you. I was going to ask you. You know, the NFL is such that it's perfection many times, both on your side and on their side. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you say when you cover somebody up? You know, because the NFL is about throwing people open. But mm-hmm. when, when you cover somebody up so well and you think you've done a great job and you think you've done your job and suddenly, like you said, Phillip Rivers puts a ball where nobody else can and completes it. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you what do you say to yourself when that happened? Uh, next play, really. yeah. Because you know, as besides quarterback, cornerback is probably the hardest job on the football field. Um, I can cover you real well for one play uh, for one play, but I have probably sixty five other pay, plays where I have to do the same thing and make it hard for you to catch the ball. So I mean, it's a very very particular job like you have to be very technique sound or you have to be extremely athletic antonio hamilton is with us uh new york giants cornerback and uh young man in the league and um tell me about some of the uh, mentors some of the guys you look up to on the defense on the giants that maybe have been helpful for you oh uh, man uh alec ogletree oh okay, uh, yeah man he, he's a really good man of god um he's smart he's been around and i've met him before um uh, when he was at the University of Georgia, my oldest brother was playing there too as well. So it was kind of, we, we kind of like had like a little bit of a connection because I had met him before he seen me. And he's just, he's an older guy. He's been in the league a lot longer than I have. So he just kind of took me under the wing and like talked to me. And also a guy by the name of uh, Mike Thomas. Yeah. Uh, he's a great guy, a uh, real special teams type of guy, and which was mainly my job this year. And uh, he just, he's just a real great guy to like follow around. Like he can, he's going to, take you around and let you see different things and uh it's going to give you every perspective on everything as far as how to how the lead goes how to handle business mm-hmm. and just how to be a good man overall antonio tell me i asked this of a lot of people because you probably saw when you looked at our table uh, it's called sold out sports talk mm-hmm. uh we've been at the super bowl now for 26 years talking to guys like you that uh are about faith family and sports faith family and football tell me about what that means to you oh uh, man faith family and football like it means everything to me. It is my life. Um, I made a I made a decision a few years ago to really devote myself to Jesus Christ, and uh, it's been I won't say it's been easy, but it's been it's been nothing but amazing because I was able to learn myself, and uh, throughout the things that I've learned about Jesus Christ, I'm able to share it to other people to try to keep them closer and to help them along with their walk. Uh, as I walk mine. So, uh, you know, we know what great. it does for your personal life and, and, and the mission and the purpose uh, and the forgiveness that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do you do uh, in terms of how your faith impacts you on the field as a football player? How does it help you? Oh, it, it keeps me calm because I know that whatever is going to happen is going to happen. 
So only thing I try to do is just control the controllable, and uh, I let God handle the rest. You know, whether it's for me to make a big play or for me to give up a big play, it's a lesson in everything, and I understand that God is in control and, and that he's moving. Well, I would think that, you know, one of the biblical principles of, of, a, of a Christian that, that's tested is perseverance. And I would think that your position, what you told me, that you really have to persevere and you have to have a short memory. Most definitely, yeah. And it's a, a very humbling position because if you, you know, if you try to go out there and be perfect, but you, you're one of those guys that get down as soon as you mess up, not going to play in that position for so long so you have to have a short memory and be able to move on and know and understand like there's going to be another opportunity to come up where you can instead of missing the play you can make the play so yeah. uh, i'm sure when you were playing pop warner football and playing high school football and you know dreaming of the opportunity to possibly play in the nfl mm-hmm. um what would you tell a young cornerback in high school today that has i run into them all the time i do a drug and alcohol education program a character program in junior highs and high schools and of course Kids come up to me all the time and say, I want to play pro football. I'm, right. you know, I said, what position do you play? I'm playing defensive back or I'm playing running back, quarterback, but that's my goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you tell a young man, because you've been there, uh, about some of the things that you have to do to play not only high level in high school, but to have that goal or to what you need to do to, to prepare for your dream of trying to play National Football League? Right. Well, I would tell them, number one, keep God first, number one. Uh, number two, just work hard, man. You uh it's millions and millions of kids, you know, that want to play in the NFL. But it's only a very, very, very small percentage of the people that actually get to make it and play games in the NFL. So you have to work beyond work. Like, you have to establish that work mentality and let your work ethic speak for yourself. Like, when people see you, like, they're like, wow, this guy is great. But it looks like he works. Like, it looks like he puts in work. And your work ethic going to take you as far as you need to go. So just the work and just remain humble and when the time comes to make plays and to, to, or to perform, just do that. Antonio, tell me, when was the point for you that you really believed in your mind, I can play pro football? Well, I would have to say my junior year in college. Uh, my, my freshman year, I didn't play a lot, and I was at a school that I didn't want to be at. So I ended up transferring to South Carolina State, and uh, they blessed me with the opportunity to walk on. Um, sophomore year came around, didn't play a whole lot, but I played a lot of special teams. Junior year, I was a wide receiver at first. My junior year, I got converted over to uh, to corner from playing wide receiver, and I started, you know, making a few plays here and there just off pure athleticism. And also, I was a return specialist. And I, that year, I ended up finishing number one in the nation as a return wow. uh, specialist on the FCS level. And from there, I mean, I started hearing from a few scouts or whatnot, and it was like, wow, like I really, I really can do this, you know, and. I went on my senior year and I did like a good enough job where the, like, a lot of the scouts were like, you know, where you're we gonna drafted? have an opportunity. I weren't, I wasn't drafted. Oh, I was man. undrafted. Well, I was, yeah, so well, I was a free agent myself. What a great story! And yeah, uh, your story is very similar to mine. Um, uh, never, never really uh, was that superstar guy that people mm-hmm. were, were, you know, after from junior high or high school or college. And it really wasn't until my junior year where I started getting uh, as a quarterback people coming after me. And I can really, I love the the, the story you have because I think it resonates with young people because it's really hard to look at a Tom Brady and go I'm like him right but it's it's pretty easy to look at your life or, or anyone's life that has to do it the hard way to say you know what I can work hard and you know what maybe I can get the chance to walk on exactly yeah I mean I like how you say like being undrafted and also I was a walk-on before that like I learned I learned how to work and even even back in high school like I didn't play a whole lot 
throughout high school. I didn't start playing really until my senior year. Uh, and as a, I was a wide receiver, I had a pretty decent enough year where I was able to get one uh, partial scholarship. So, I mean, I, I had to struggle because you know, I was a late bloomer. And uh, so I had to go the hard route. I had to put in those hours and hours and those days of work and and oh. learn that I couldn't go out and I couldn't do what the average person was doing because I knew I had a goal in mind that I wanted to really reach. So I put all my head, I just put my head down and just worked as hard as I could. And I said, you know, you know, God wants me to be there. I'm going to be there. So, but I, I also, while I'm waiting on God, I want to worship and work. So when the time presents itself, oh, I'm able to take advantage of it. I got to tell you, Antonio, you know, what you're saying, uh, our students, uh, we have a video curriculum where we speak to our students through athletes and through people in the music business, entertainment, education, um, high achievers, people who have overcome quite a bit to get where they are. And mm -hmm. yours is a poster story for perseverance, for um, never giving up, for going for it, right. uh, for taking advantage of every opportunity that comes your way. Yeah, thank uh, you. It, very, very exciting story. Well, Antonio, you've got a, a great start to a young career and making taking full advantage of everything that's come your way. It's, it's really admirable the way you've done it. Uh, really appreciate you coming on Sold Out and sharing with so many people your story. Yes, sir. Thank you. When we come back, more on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. This is Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with L.A. Rams Super Bowl quarterback Vince Ferragamo. Visit SoldOutTV.com and consider donating to the Sold Out Youth Foundation. And follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at RomanGabriel3. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. The first quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams to play in the Super Bowl and a local product of Southern California, our friend Vince Ferragamo. Vince, how are you, buddy? Great, Roman. How you doing? Well, you got that right. I'm the first quarterback. I guess that, that record won't be broken, right? Yeah, you got that forever unless we want to replay that. I'm sure you'd love to go back and do that, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, I tell you, Vince, it's been awesome so far this week. Um, just seeing what the Rams have accomplished, being in the Super Bowl and playing a dynasty team like the Patriots. So you're going to earn it if you beat these Patriots. So tell me about uh, your thoughts about the Rams season and about uh, ended up in the Super Bowl. Well, there's so many similarities between our year that we went to the Super Bowl back in 1979 and played in the Super Bowl 1980 and Super Bowl 14 that's so similar to what the Rams have encountered this year. You know, uh, our first Monday night football game was back 39 years ago in the Coliseum, and the next time they played on a Monday night football game was this year when the Rams played the Kansas City Chiefs Monday Night Football. So it, that's, that was very similar. To see the Rams beat the Cowboys in the playoffs, we beat the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl that same year back 39 years ago. And a third-year Cal quarterback, the same as what Vince Ferragamo was. I was third year in the league, and I went to Cal. So it just seemed like the stars were aligned. They were having a great year all year long. And Todd Gurley getting going. Their defense played, uh, doing such a great job in orchestrating their, you know, their uh, thirteen and three record. And then they got in the playoffs and they started to pick it up, which uh, which I really noticed was was a great sign. They they played a, a really good game uh, the, against the Cowboys. Had a great game plan. 
And then they matched it up in, in New Orleans, despite all the crowd noise. They had the ball in. They, they got it pulled it together, trailing 13 points, and they, they came back. So this is a team that uh, didn't quit all year. They had a couple bad runs, but then the rest of the time they were at the top of their game. So uh, I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl. I, I know they're going in to play the, the Patriots. Patriots are experienced. They've been there before, so it'll be uh, interesting to see what happens. Vince Ferragamo is with us on Sold Out Sports Talk, former Rams quarterback, Los Angeles Rams. And, you know, Vince, one of the great things about the history of the Rams, obviously, is the Coliseum. And you played in Anaheim. Uh, it, uh, you know, the bottom line is uh, a lot of old fans loved the Rams, wanted them to come back to Los Angeles, and are so happy they're back. And, of course, the new fans of the Rams, who really didn't know the history of the Rams, many of them, these young young millennials, uh, about the history of the Coliseum and Anaheim Stadium. Um, uh, just what are your recollections and thoughts in terms of the history of the Rams and what this means for Los Angeles? Well, you hit it right, right at the top. I mean, this 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 team is this town of Los Angeles is a Rams town, and really, it's been that way for many many years. It was that way when I was a kid growing up, watching your dad play Roman, and he was he was such a great quarterback that I actually went to his football camp as a kid growing up and learned so much and didn't even know how to play the, the, the position. So he uh, he really taught me well, and uh, it was great to see him and watch the fearsome foursome play in L.A., one of the best defensive lines ever assembled in the history of the NFL, with guys like Deacon Jones, Lamar Lundy, and Rosie Greer, and Merlin Olsen. So those are names you'll never forget, along with uh, Roman Gabriel and and the rest of that group. Uh, and so, as, as a kid growing up, I was in Los Angeles, and then I got, actually got a chance to play for the Rams. Got drafted by the Rams in, in 1977, and coming out of Nebraska where I transferred to, and it was, uh, it was a great thrill to come home and be able to play. But this town has always been such a big Rams town. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always fun to play here because the people appreciate a winner here, and they really support you all the time and even when the team had to move away from the coliseum that was tough enough but the fans followed the team and so they were still in los angeles still in, in southern california so uh always a, always a western division champion and always a great team to watch and uh we have great fans support here in la former cal quarterback los angeles rams vince ferragamo and he's now uh covering the rams for fox with jackie slater does such a good job in the local la area and um Vince, you know, uh, we're going back a ways, but for some of our fans out here, they're going to remember this. You know, a lot of people compared your run uh, to the Super Bowl and how you got the job uh, with Pat Hayden going down and, and quarterback turmoil, and then you, you had an incredible run at the end of that year to take the Rams to the Super Bowl in Pasadena against Pittsburgh, but there was a movie that came out at the same time, which is one of my favorites, uh, Heaven Can Wait, uh, and it was centered around a Los Angeles Rams quarterback in Warren Beatty. Um, t- tell tell me about that whole uh, cross section and about those things coming together for you uh, back in the day. That was so mysteriously done uh, that that movie Heaven Can Wait with with Warren Beatty was filmed actually in 1978, the year before we took the team that the Los Angeles Rams went to the Super Bowl to be so closely. Uh, to resemble the movie in almost every which way. I mean, a quarterback coming in and, and not being named the starter, and he's the backup quarterback, comes in, leads the Rams to uh, to the Super Bowl, and 
going down the stretch, and they played the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that was uh, also the same thing. But, you know, when, when Warren Beatty was asked, well, who's going to win the football game during our week of preparation? He said, of course, the Rams are going to win. So, but that was the only thing that was different from that entire movie was the fact that we didn't beat the Steelers that day, and uh, they were actually uh, victorious over us. They, they came back in the fourth quarter, and that's when uh, they made the big plays they had to make, and that's what happens to great teams. When you have to make a play, they make them, and, and they sure did on offense. But we were... I can remember that team so well because some of my closest friends today are played ball with me on that team, and uh, and uh, some of us are gone now that uh, that we surely missed. But most of the guys uh, that I played with are still around, and we still kind of reminisce. And it's been uh, great defense, great special teams, special chemistry. You know, Roman, it was all about us playing together as a team and. We, we didn't play for ourselves individually. We played for each other, and that's how we were able to do as well as we did. One of the things that I've always appreciated about you is, first of all, you've never changed as a person. You're still a really fine person. You've always been. And you've been married to the same lady for many, many years and uh, just just really appreciate you know, the family guy you are and the way that you've stuck to your values uh, as well as being the great athlete you are. So certainly appreciate that about you. Well, thank you, Roman. I mean, uh you know, being Italian and being a family guy and close to family, it's uh, it's part of my heritage. Being proudful and uh, being a proud pop, and now a, a proud grandpa. I mean, they call they call me nonno, which means uh, grandpa in Italian. So uh, we we really enjoy the kids and having them over. I had three daughters, didn't have any, any boys to play football, but I'm all proud of all three of them. And of course, my wife Jody is. It's half Sicilian and half Irish, so those two combinations are really tough to deal with. <laughs> she's a tough lady, but she's a mom and a, uh, a, a great partner for me, and, and I've always uh, uh, admired the way she's always held uh, herself together despite good times and bad times, and uh, it's kind of like me on the football field. You know, we have good times and bad times, but you keep a level head, and, you know, the Italians are, uh, are a type of people that uh, – really kind of stick together and uh, you know we do so many things together as a family so that's really great but I I do appreciate you thinking of me uh, along those lines and I think you know that's uh, it's a good example for young kids today to uh, to see that kind of uh, morale that you have and that support because it's real important when kids are uh, are trying to come along and they're and they're growing and they're maturing. You know, you working with uh, Jackie Slater, the Hall of Famer. Uh, of course, he protected your backside with the Rams for many, many years and working with him uh, at Fox pre- and post-game stuff, which is really great. Uh, I had the opportunity to get to know his son, Matthew Slater, many, many years ago when he started with the Patriots and have covered every one of his Super Bowls. And Vince, I was with him last night, and uh, he's become a good friend. And uh, Matthew just took after his father in terms of being having that integrity, being a great football player, but being an incredible leader. And when you talk to the Patriots, uh, he is definitely one of their spiritual and football leaders. The respect that people show him is amazing. He's very impressive. He really is. He won the Bart Starr Award, and I think there's only been one father-son uh, recipients of that award ever in NFL history, and it's Jackie and, and Matthew. But I, I grew up with the family. I. Matthew grew up with my young daughters that going to school together, and they, they were best friends all throughout the, their early years. You know, that's Jackie's oldest son. So and my oldest daughter, they're kind of almost the same 
kind of built from the same mold. Yeah, <laughs> he can, runs, yeah, he can. He runs so fast. I was, I mean, I coached him when, when he played little league, and and he just uh, just give him the ball and let him go because nobody could catch him. Well, finally, Vince, uh, I want to personally thank you because you you really helped me out in Southern California with starting our sold-out school program for drug and alcohol abstinence for junior high and high school students. And I've uh, been very appreciative of your help and just uh, some of the introductions. And I know you care about young people. And uh, our organization, we're trying to do everything we can to help young people uh, in schools to make the right decisions and to stay away from drugs and alcohol, which is such a big problem in our country today. And uh, I know I know it's important to you as well, so I, I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate your help with that. Well, you're doing great things with your nonprofit, Roman, and I tell you what, it's really making a difference in the youth of today because uh, it's something that sometimes gets overlooked. And there's uh, there's people like you that pay more attention to building a well-rounded person. Uh, and so, just like Matt Slater, you you, uh, you know you see that and, and you see what a great influence and a great impact he could have on society and the rest of the world. So keep doing the great work that you're doing, and if we can support you, we're all there. We're all in. So uh, And enjoy enjoy your commentary as well, because uh, you're, you're a special talent and uh, love being on your show. Vince Ferragamo is Los Angeles Rams quarterback. And, Vince, I hope you're going to enjoy watching the game on Sunday, and uh, hopefully for the Rams fans, they can bring it home. Thanks so much, Roman. Yeah, we'll be watching real close, and uh, let's go Rams. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.